0: Hello and welcome to the Chris Hamm Podcast. Episode number 66. Quick turnaround relative to the last few episodes. We're talking about a little over a week. Um, Getting ready to start a new month, the month of May. Finally, some some hopefully consistent warmth here in the Northeast. April's up and down like a friggin' yo-yo. But uh, things are good. Jen and I earlier today, or I should say earlier this week, yesterday, we got our... Second COVID vaccine, um, Pfizer shot. Um, I got mine around 10:30 a.m and she got hers around 12:30 pm. So so about two hours later, two hours difference. Um, so for the first 12 hours for both of us, it was smooth sailing. Not even like I didn't even have the sore arm that I felt the first time. Um, and for Jen, she felt a little bit out of it, but was mostly fine. Um, now in the last 24 hours or so, since bedtime last night, um, things have changed a little bit. I've been very fortunate to have a mild shot reaction. I'm probably, you know, over the course of the last day and a half, we're talking about maybe I'm, I'm 90% of myself from a health perspective. Um, now for Jen, you know, and, and, and when I say that, let me clarify. I mean, earlier today, you know, if I... Ran or jogged from from one place to another, which was tested a bit earlier, which I'll get to. You know, I got this sort of headache that you would get when you're hungover. You know, just kind of like isn't gonna throb unless you you move your body, and your body's like fuck you. What are you doing? Um, in addition to that, I had a slightly tender stomach this morning. wasn't didn't lose my appetite, but kind of felt like uh, you know like, like things were just kind of really cooking in there. <laughs> like it was, a, I don't know, it's a weird feeling. It's kind of like a fraction of how it feels when you have the flu. Now for Jen. You know, between, you know, she got her shot at 12 p.m. Uh, I'm co- recording this on Friday night. Um, on Thursday at 12 p.m., or 12.30 p.m., by midnight, before midnight, from, from midnight till about noon earlier today, 1 p.m. earlier today, uh, she was a hot mess. You know, she, uh, she would have what I would say was a more moderate reaction rather than severe. But her resting heart rate last night was north of 100. Um, and for most of the day and a night, it was even above that. She had a fever, she felt, she, you know, she describes she felt like as if she like, had like five Red Bulls or did speed or some kind of a stimulant. Um, but it does seem now that we're, uh, we're approaching the end of this reaction window. Uh, we're both feeling a lot better as we sit here tonight. Now about uh, 36 or so hours um, from the shot, uh, for me, 34 for her, whatever. Um, but you know, I'm just really grateful, freaking grateful to be fully vaxxed. I know there's the, the seven, eight day, 14 day window where you really can just kind of, you know, go go to a, a relatively normal life style again. Like kind of like pre-COVID in a lot of ways, but definitely relief to have both shots and both shots uh, done with. So um, it really should change the way we all operate. And for those who say, oh, well, what about the kids? You know, you know, if you're comparing susceptibility and, you know, I'm no epidemiologist, as you know. But I've listened to a lot on podcasts, I follow them on Twitter, I read articles. And apparently, you know, and, and, and I used to resent when, when the conservative political talking point uh, who were just minimizing COVID were like, oh, it's just the flu. It's not the flu, it's way more deadly. But as far as kids go, kids are actually a lot more susceptible for getting really ill from the flu. So if you're gonna be a stickler about your lifestyle as an adult who's fully vaccinated, having kids, then you just shouldn't even go out at all with the the seasonal flu. You just shouldn't. So um, anyway, I mean, you know, I I really, if if you're comparing the susceptibility, again, it just pales in comparison to that. You know, I know we all have a societal duty to take reasonable precautions, but it's time to take the helmet off uh, as we walk down the street, so to speak. All right, follow the CDC guidelines, uh, get vaccines when you're eligible, and this mess will hopefully slowly fade to a memory. So on um, another note, earlier today, Jen, my lovely wife, who has put blood, sweat, and tears into her startup, Gijo, as the first hire by the CEO, had her company launch. And uh, it is a personalized virtual fitness digital platform that uses an algorithm to match you with a trainer based on your exercise preferences. Hopefully, I'm not butchering that, that, that elevator pitch. I'll have to come on the show and, and give, it a, give it a plug at some point. But her launch was commemorated late, earlier this morning, I took the day off of work, in Times Square on the NASDAQ Tower, thanks to a connection by her boss, the Chief Marketing Officer. So Jen and I, you know, in this post-COVID vaccine window, um, we got the kids up on a Friday as we no- you know, normally do. We got Eloise to school a bit earlier, we rushed home, we put Emmy down for her nap probably 15 minutes earlier. We waited for our nanny/slash babysitter to come a few, you know, a couple hours earlier than usual because we had to ju- jump on this, jump into the city. And for those of you who who, who are familiar with the the New York uh, commuting train lines from the burbs, you know, we're still even though things are getting a little bit better, we're still in COVID times with train frequencies. I mean, they don't run frequently. There's there's less express trains. You know, normally an express train from from where from my town into the Grand Central would run you I mean sometimes as little as 30 to 35 minutes um, you know but now there's a lot mostly locals and then more like 45 minutes so we really had to had to rush down and uh, that's what I was talking about earlier that I had to I had a job we had to we had a trot a little bit the last 60 seconds um, our nanny did come on schedule uh, we walked you know 10 minutes or so down to the train station and took the metro north into the city, and we trotted. I would say, as I said, the last minute or so, and probably made the train by about thirty seconds to a minute. So we just made the train. Uh, we were in the city by ten fifteen. I got some coffee. We went to the launch, rushed back to take the eleven thirty six home because in COVID times, as I said, the trains run every hour. If we missed that, we would miss our window to go and kind of have a leisurely lunch before we had to get Eloise from school uh, middle of the afternoon. So uh, it was it was a, it was a really kind of Quick day, especially uh, coming off the, the vaccine for, for Jen, who I said had, had a moderate reaction. Um, but, you know, I got to tell you, first time on the train in 14 months or so. Uh, first time in the city. And I didn't miss a whole lot. Uh, my job, uh, my new job, my old job, I've been fully remote um, since since COVID. And uh, Jen didn't miss the, the city at all. I mean, there's certainly places we'd like to go. You know, I lived there for 12 and a half years before moving to the Burbs, and lived there essentially for nine. Um, So, you know, there's certainly things that we missed, but, you know, things felt kind of normal on the train. And and the only real difference was the volume of people and the mask wearing, you know, we've all been, which we've all been used to for the last uh, year and change wherever we live. Um, But as far as city volume, the people equivalent was about the same as as a weekend in the summer, just to put it in perspective. Yeah, you know, I heard it was a really dark place like six, seven months ago uh, back in like the, you know, the earlier part of this pandemic. And even like I think before that, like in like the, the summer or or like late spring last year. But, you know, things are starting, I think, normalize a little bit, um, you know, as far as from a volume perspective. You know, I don't know that we're going to see the city volume back to where it was for at least another year, if at, at, at not two. Even now, as vaccinations are better. COVID conditions in the US are, are better, but long term, you know, people are not going to be working five days a week by default. You know, tourists and travel have not opened up yet, and the vaccination rate isn't at the level it eventually will get to. So, but it, it was kind of cool to go in the city and kind of see the Metro North, which I'm sure is, you know, taking it on the chin from a from a, from a revenue perspective, is, is still running efficiently, and, and, and it feels a lot like, like the uh, pre-COVID days. So, um, anyway, I digress. Um, that has been the way that um, we we ended the month of April. Um, as far as the show goes, a um, theme I'm going to start rolling out more. What I've branded as flawed but entertaining movie re- reviews. But as I thought about it, really these films are going to run the gamut of quality and popularity. So really, they're movies I like. I've watched many times, and I've rewatched over over and over over the past the past. Uh, you know. 10, 20, or more years. And I'm going to rename this segment, On the Fly, Ham Movie Club Deep Dives. So this is now number two. We did The Rock. I did it with my buddy Brooks from town. This episode coming up is recorded with one of my best friends over the last two plus decades. A friend from high school. We also went to college together. Dalmer, he joins me to do a deep dive on the 1999 Texas football movie, Varsity Blues. Starring the very hot to trot at the time, James Vanderbeek. Um, so please give me feedback on this segment on social media, and as I throw out movie considerations for future episodes, let me know what you think. I already have a few in the docket that I want to, I want to, I want to bring up next. So without further ado, buckle up, episode sixty-six. Here we go. All right, my guest today. In the second rendition of Flawed But Entertaining Movie Reviews, is my one of my best friends, uh, the first member of the Jackals, maybe the first, maybe the last to be on the podcast officially, but it's my, my good friend from both high school and college, Baumer. Welcome, Baumer, to the show.
1: Hey, Chris. Happy to be here.
0: All right. Um, so what, out of all the other Jackals, and you could use like first initial, last initial without giving their names... Who would say, who would you say would be the most likely to be another a guest and then the least likely to be a guest?
1: Oh, we'll that's see if we have,
0: we'll see if we have if we have the same people.
1: Yeah, I think most is probably JA maybe even Hedge <laughs> and then and then and then I think Caveman's the last.
0: Oh, interesting. See, all right, so I would say JA or Hedge as the most likely. Depending on the topic, I would put uh, uh, Mister Big Time as as the uh, as the Mister Relax as as the as the least likely. He's so oh, like cloak and dagger.
1: He, I, I would have thought he would he, he'd be in the middle, depending on what topic you want.
0: He's so cloak and dagger with everything. though. He's like secretive about shit. Doesn't even have to be secretive with after time.
1: But that's why he'd be great for this because we're using code names to talk about them, and he loves using code. But names.
0: he'd be paranoid that somebody's gonna like. Like pick up his voice and then like run it through some kind of device and identify him and like bring him down. Like I'm telling you, he he, he could run for politics. Like he seems like he want, He's like positioning himself to run for politics in like ten years. But but
1: oh, it'd be, so, it'd be so great if you had him on the show and then he's just he's using like a voice modulator, like a, like a TV <laughs> like a TV villain.
0: <laughs> exactly, it'll sound like, uh, like this is Peter McAllister, the father. So <laughs> exactly. hey man, I'm excited to have you. I know we've been we've been I've been teasing this this episode topic for like I don't know like weeks. Or months, even, but yeah.
1: uh, I, I mean, I think you and I have been talking about this for almost a year since the beginning of, of COVID.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and I know, and like, despite, and
1: despite despite having nothing else to do, it still
0: no. It I mean, listen, we have nothing else to do, and then everything else to do at the same time. I mean, you know, we're both busy with work, uh, especially you know, even you now not flying all over the all over the world as as for now. But um, I figure now is a good time to get this going. And, But we have freaking. I said this before. We have four kids collectively. You know, now officially with your oldest. Uh, under the age of seven or, or under the, I should say seven and under, so to speak. Seven and under. So it's, you know, and, and, and wives at work, it's, uh, it's a lot to try to figure out, but I'm, but I'm glad you're on. But, uh, so a topic I was thinking of when, when we were trying to coordinate the, the timing of starting this tonight, um, do you guys, do you and Alex have dinner together with the kids without the kids? Like what, like, how does that work out for you usually? I'm like a frog in my throat all of a sudden. I think, <laughs> I think getting, that's getting, so emotion- getting really emotional already. Yeah. <laughs> already, already emotional. Yeah. Do you guys do dinner? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. I would say for the most part, like during the week, we, we, we rarely have dinner with the kids. Probably on Fridays is, is, the, is the most. Um, we'll sit with them. So, so our, our nanny leaves at like six and, and we'll yep. come down and, and be with them for the end of dinner. Uh, and then on the weekends we all eat together. So I'd say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're all eating together if Alex and I aren't like going out.
0: Is dinner pretty stress st- stress-free for you guys or what?
1: No, it is wildly stressful <laughs> cuz my kids take forever to eat. My oldest Dude. will take absolute forever. She'll get distracted with everything. Dude. Oh man. And that's... then my son will literally just run around and not want to sit. It's infuriating. And they also only eat like five different foods.
0: Uh, all right, so we're, we're we're dealing with similar challenges but kind of distributed differently. So Eloise is the exact same way as Avery. Like the amount of times that Jen and I have to say, "Sit down." We're gonna have to get you a seatbelt. We're gonna have to put you back in a high chair. Like if we had like a like a dollar for every time that we said during dinner, we'd be able to to pay for their pay for pay for both their colleges. It's crazy. So like that's the biggest challenge. And you know, for Emmy, it's interesting now. Like Emmy's over a year, so we're starting to like kind of see how her personality is. She is one kind of assertive. Like she's a lot like tougher. Like. You know, I'm gonna be careful of the language to use in categorizing her, but she just doesn't like fuck her. Like she'll, she's, she's just assertive, says what she wants. If she doesn't want something, she'll swat it out of the way. She'll throw it off the high chair. <laughs> she's very sweet. She's very cuddly. But like, so with her, it's like kind of like getting her to like calm down and like, like have manners. We're, we're trying to like really instill manners, but with with Eloise, it's just like sit down, sit down. But yeah, we we have a similar boat. Our nanny leaves at six. We usually try to eat with. Because with with Emmy, she goes to sleep somewhere in the six o'clock hour usually. So actually during the week, she goes down <clears throat> and the three of us will eat most of the time. But then like sometimes it's kind of scattered and like Eloise will eat, we'll get her to bed and then we'll, we'll eat. But during the weekend, it's kind of the same thing. We, even with Emmy, we will all generally eat together and then Emmy goes down and then Eloise goes down like, you know, hour and a half, whatever later. So.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. It's, it's so funny though, it's like my kids want to want to go out and eat like at restaurants, and like again back to the same thing. Eloise like I, I can't go to a restaurant with you guys. You guys are clowns. You're running. You're running around. You're you're you yeah, Forget you're, any you're, of the I COVID. Don't want this, stuff. Stuff. I don't want that. Exactly. Like, I that. can only go to five five restaurants that have chicken fingers or plain pasta. So, so you're telling out, me, or or a plate of fries for Ian.
0: So your you're your you're, you're oldest and Elo and uh, Eloise are two years apart. Like you're, so, you're telling me that. All of a sudden, Eloise's palate's not going to graduate from wanting chicken fingers and fries. She could have them for dinner seven nights a week. It's crazy, right?
1: Yeah, no, that, that, that's that's not going to change. So, I mean, it might, but I mean, Avery, Avery as a baby was, she would eat shrimp, she would eat eggs, she would eat everything, and and then she just stopped, like gradually stopped. Dude,
0: it's the same eat thing. He will still, eat with Eloise. still eat
1: anything that's in rice. It's
0: the same thing with Eloise. Uh, rice, right, that's good. Okay, that's like, I mean, you could get like a lot of stuff kind of packed in there and like, diversify the food groups but yeah, yeah big kids fried rice kids thing. kids are kids are, are zany but you're out of the the i mean the the the, the baby phase and even the toddler phase pretty much all together now you're like kind of uh you're kind of firmly into having little kids and like another year and they're going to both be in school and that's when i hear from parents all the parents that are like 10 15 years older than us or even like our parents like once they get it once both kids are in school that's when the time flies and, I, and, and you know like i i'm just it's crazy
1: yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was interesting today. We, today we got rid of Ian's Ian's crib. Like it wasn't he wasn't as a crib anymore. It was still it was like a toddler bed, but we got him a big boy, a queen size bed, and like that to me was a huge change, right? So we got rid of Avery's old um, uh, dresser that we had from from when she was a baby. Got rid of that. Got a new one for him. Um, you know, and then changed his bed. to his massive bed. He's still a tiny, you know, <laughs> still like forty inches or forty-one inches or whatever. Right, it right, right. right. Um, but seeing him in this giant bed is just hilarious. I'm sure. So I like mean, it's, it's, more it's the equivalent? A up.
0: Imagine the equivalent for us is like like a California king proportionally probably isn't even as as big as that would be proportionally for him, right? I, like we have to. I, no, I, I it'd probably the be like if like but... you ever
1: saw the old M- MTV Cribs episode when they did <laughs> Shaq's house. And Shaq was on this bed that made him look small. Didn't it's didn't probably small.
0: like that. Exactly. Exactly. Man. No, that's a, how's the transition been to the bed so far?
1: I mean, tonight's night one and he's, he's been bad at sleeping or going to bed. He's finding when he goes to sleep, but it usually takes about 30 to 45 minutes. So that was about a half hour. So, so not terrible. And I, and I don't have to lay on the floor this time.
0: Okay. Do you guys, do you guys do the laying? Do you guys like, how, how are the bedtime routines for you guys? Like, how do you, do you have to like sit in the room? Do you, one of you, do both of you, do you like, how does how does that work?
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, my oldest is, is the easiest. She just goes to bed and is fine. She's asleep five minutes after you turn the lights off because she's, she's definitely like my daughter. That's, that's how I was. <laughs> <That's> um,
0: not... <laughs> she's got good genes there.
1: Yeah. Uh, the youngest is easy. He, I, need, I need to be on the floor, and I would say probably 90% of the nights he wants to be there. And and it used to be just to keep him in the bed. and would be 45 minutes of get back in bed, get right. back in bed, get right. back to bed. Um, and now we, we've moved back to he just lays in bed next to me where I'm on the floor yeah. and like, he'll just yep. talk a little bit and like slowly drift off. So it takes like 20 minutes, but it's still, still a little bit of a nuisance. Cause back to the food thing, the later he goes to bed, the later I eat my dinner. I know. Which is annoying.
0: I know. And then your night gets cut down and then like, you have to unwind. Like, I don't understand these fucking parents that go to sleep at like nine, nine o'clock or nine thirty. Like how, I don't know how you do like it. It's just depressing. It's like, like, like you have to, you have to try to, condi- you have to like have some downtime, some unwind time. Like, Jen and I, like, listen, it's not like the days of college where, you know, you and I used to be night owls when we were in college, like, staying up till 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, I can't tell you the last time I saw any of those hours, but, um, but like, like I, but, you know, we used to, before kids, go to sleep, like, 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Now we try to go to bed pretty religiously by, like, 11, um, by at least, like, being in bed and then, like, falling asleep before midnight because, you know, as you know, like, the, the 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 timer's on, like and then and all of a sudden like the morning hits and like I don't know how your kids are in the morning, but Eloise, like we have this like red light, yellow, green clock thing, and once it's green, it's like there's no patience for waiting around. It's like let's go downstairs.
1: She, she, actually, she actually abides by it, so if she wakes up like an hour before it goes green, she'll wait.
0: Well, she'll 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 come to our room uh and just say like, hey, she'll she'll ask us something or she'll tell us something or she'll like like She'll talk, she'll engage with us, but then we're like, "Honey, your clock's still red," and she'll go back in her room and entertain herself, read to her animals, something like that, for the time. So, but usually, like now, she's been so tired, especially with school that you know, COVID and all the freaking. Finally, the, the cases are done in her school. She'll go and she'll actually like sleep until sometimes like right, right when the clock turns green. Clock turns green at seven thirty, by the way. And then Emmy's usually That's up. Great. Emmy's usually up in that, but but realistically, both of the kids are probably awake by seven. Or before seven, but they like. Emmy kind of takes a t- little bit of time to get herself up. We usually don't get her out of bed, out of her crib until eight.
1: Yeah, that, that, that's about where we are. I mean, my oldest is much easier. So if she wakes up early, especially like on, on like, she never wakes up early on the school days. So we're, we have to pry her out of bed at, like seven fifteen ish to make make sure her, she's out the door around eight. Yeah. But on the weekends she'll she'll sleep, and if she wakes up, happens to wake up early, she'll just come in and grab the phone or the iPad and go and be by herself, completely fine. She doesn't want, she doesn't want to talk to you. My youngest, on the other hand, is is the exact opposite. He is talking and running and moving from the moment he wakes up.
0: Yeah, that's he this... wants
1: someone with him, and you're just like, can you just slow down? It's six fifteen.
0: yeah this is like so i think some of this is like a byproduct of their personalities and some of it's a byproduct of age and like eloise and your youngest are around the same age she's a year year older um but it's like it's like it's very similar like in the bedtime routine it's like either or i will lay with her in her room and like tonight like she's literally like down quiet for about 15 minutes and all of a sudden she pops her head up and she just talks about like she'll ask questions she'll, she'll she, what was it oh she's like so kids who have wheelchairs she's like well, like i guess their mamas and daddies like leave the chair like downstairs and carry them upstairs and then like when it's time to go in the car they don't like sit in the wheelchair in the car like she'll just like it's not even asking a question she'll just kind of like draw this conclusion in her head and just kind of and just kind of tell you like yep that's right honey go back to the, go to sleep <laughs>
1: That's really interesting. That's funny. <laughs> I
0: like just, that. just random thoughts, like like the most random shit crosses her head. In like the like and like you know a few nights ago, she was like, "So I'm gonna be five in a few months. Like five or six is when kids start losing their like baby teeth and get like grown up teeth." She's like, "I'm like, yeah." Then like then the tooth, uh, yeah. she, I'm like, "Then the tooth fairy's gonna come and give you money when you put the teeth under the pillow." She's like, "Really?" And like you know the whole concept of money now she's starting to get. And then she's like, "Um." What does the Tooth Fairy do with all those kids' teeth? <laughs> I don't have any answer to that. It, no. I was like, well, she just kind of collects
1: them. She collects when, them. It sounds she, she sounds like a weirdo, one. right? What's that?
0: The Tooth Fairy sounds like a weirdo.
1: Yeah, the first time she lost she lost her like first tooth, she literally was crying at night when we told her to put it under her pillow because she didn't want a strange person coming yep. into her room while she yep. was asleep. I was like, that makes perfect sense. sense. That's actually very logical.
0: Yeah, exactly. And she
1: has the same thing. She's like, what did she do with all of the teeth? I was like, I don't know. It's a mountain somewhere? I, I don't know. Just, <laughs> just take the money and go.
0: Yeah, Eloise is one to get freaked out by like like picturing some strange woman coming in and taking her teeth. So I had to like paint an image of somebody who was really... So I was like, the tooth area I think kind of looks like the fairy from Pinocchio. <laughs> like the, the Disney movie, the Pinocchio. You ever Google her? It's like she's like, it's like really like docile, like, pretty, kind, like, not creepy at all, so...
1: It's like, a, it's, like Tinkerbell.
0: It's, it's like Tinkerbell. I feel like Tinkerbell would freak her out that she'd be like, there's this little pixie that's, like, four inches <laughs> flying around trying to steal teeth, so you gotta, like, really be... You <laughs> gotta be careful what you say to kids, right? It's, like, trying to explain the little things to them. Um, totally. By the way, speaking of bedtimes, so I was thinking, we have one friend whose bedtime... His bedtime hasn't really changed, uh, probably, since he was 16, and he's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting.
1: I, I feel like we should have asked, and we should ask We can do it now. What his bedtime routine was, or not bedtime routine is when he would go to sleep during college. <laughs> was it, was it, he would just be up for like 48 hours now? Cause he goes to bed at five o'clock in the morning now.
0: Right. Like, right.
1: like it had to have been way worse during college.
0: We, we have to ask. That's going to be a question when we're, when we're done recording time. We're like, Hey, we were, we were just talking Bauman and I are talking like, what time did you go to bed in college? And I wonder if it's the same. And then we could also ask him what his, um, like, 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 what his food habits were. Because he also has has food habits that are, that were kind of. Uh, he's very like simple with his food, right?
1: Yeah, very simple. You know, we, we had that other friend in college who was a very simple eater.
0: You? Oh, Evan. Evan? <laughs> oh no! I was like, I was like, you're a no condiment guy, but you're a very, you have a very sophisticated <laughs> type. You've always been eating bougie shit even before you were. Uh, You were you're the executive guy over there. But uh yeah, Evan. Evan was like like you know, he was like a nineteen, twenty year old kid, like like it was almost embarrassing going to restaurants with him, right?
1: Yeah, it was it was it was embarrassing. And it's one of those things even for even for our, our 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 now friend, the jackal that like what does he eat when he goes out for like a corporate meal? A business
0: dinner. Yeah. Which are going to come back into the fold now in the next year. You, you year can't just get
1: side dishes of mac and cheese.
0: No, you can. Like, you almost have to, like, just get something that you would not really want, eat the sides, and then kind of pick out the rest. Or, like, when if, if it's a one on one dinner, like when somebody goes to the bathroom, you just, like, like you feel like, you know, Seinfeld with like the, the mutton episode, <laughs> you just spit it into the napkin. It's a good idea. Is, these are other down. topics. So w- when we have our dinner, now that we're all vaccinated, w- when we have our next gathering of some kind, these are, these are a few questions we have to pick his brain about in person. Because Absolutely. Like, because it's like I almost feel like I don't know. He has like he must have these answers kind of prepared that he could just like like almost like automatic text because other people must ask him the same shit. But in person, I want to see him when it, when he's like under the the figurative hot lights, so to speak. Yeah, because it's so random. It is random. It's random. He's like the. We'll, we'll we'll get to the Varsity Blues quotes, but he's like either the he's either the weirdest most normal person I know or the most normal weirdo I know one, one or the other. I don't know how yeah, you categorize it, but all right. So um, let's get into this movie. So um, Varsity Blues. So you and I have been friends. You know our, our friendship goes back. We've known each other for like thirty plus years because we were in the same like preschool class. We look at pictures, but we didn't know what the fuck was going on back then. We went to different elementary schools same middle school, we became friends kind of towards the end of high school and then became like really good friends in college, obviously. So when we went to college, I don't you know, Varsity Blues came out, obviously, like I have some of the, the high level um, notes on it. It came out when we were seniors, so 99. Um, what did I mean, we, we watched this on VHS. I remember we watched this on VHS like a bunch of times and either like we were probably like, like in freshman year, like all, like, like we're in, we're in the same fraternity. Like, what? What's your earliest memory of watching this? That's
1: a very good question. I was just thinking, as you were saying that, I was like, did I see this in the theater?
0: Yeah, I definitely saw but it in the theater.
1: Think, did you? I mean, so maybe I did you, too. You, you I, might I have actually. I can't been,
0: really recall. I think you were there. I'm pretty sure you, you were there. Like, I remember G yeah, G. Cool. Our friend G was there. And yeah. I remember he made some really funny, like he, he, was, he was always great to go to movies with because he make like really sunny, like funny, like side comments like the whole time, but like not in a way that was obnoxious at the theater. If you sat next to him, it was like almost like, a, like an extra bit of comedy injected into every movie you watched.
1: It must have been then because I don't remember, I don't think the first time I saw the movie was at college, which would have been right then. No. So it must have been the summer, the summer before we went to college, we all saw it because we're all ripping the quotes off. In college, yeah, exactly. And I was not waited for a VHS tape,
0: and then at some point when we, you know, you, you know, like how like dudes used to watch movies together in college, like you, it, it, like co- movie watching was a re- really versatile activity because you could, wa- you obviously it was the move to watch when you wanted to like hook up with a girl, but it was something you also could do like if like you were out at a bar, you came back, there were like three, four dudes that weren't ready to go to sleep, you just pop in a movie while you order pizza or wings. So I feel like that was like a way to a way to consume movies. I feel like we did that in college at some point either. Can't remember if it was freshman year, or sophomore year. We we definitely did that though.
1: I think it was all of them because if you think back then again it's '99 and we'll, we'll date ourselves, but like there wasn't so much. Even if you had a cell phone, there wasn't anything to do on it. Exactly, right? there was no real social no. media. The Facebook hadn't hadn't been hadn't been launched yet. You can go on like Learn Linker or AOL Messenger and see who else is on there. It wasn't even computer, like
0: texting really. Like You couldn't even like 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 text people. So no, it was
1: those old Nokia phones where you had to hit the button like seven times to get like a letter.
0: Yeah. So like once you were home, you were home. Like wherever you were, and it was like like unless there's something fell from the sky, as far as like trying to like chase tail, like you were gonna watch. You're either gonna go to sleep, study, which you weren't gonna do when you're out drinking, or you're gonna like smoke or 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 end or like all these activities. I guess could be combined, but or or watch like a movie and hang out for a little bit until certain times.
1: Or, or play, play video games.
0: Yep. I mean, we were thinking at the same time. So FIFA, Madden, those are, those are the big hits. All right. So getting into the movie. So obviously, spoiler alert, if anybody hasn't seen it, like shame on you. And first of all, but this is one of our like favorite kind of movies. And like, we probably went through a phase of, of watch. We probably watched this. I don't know how many times in the early 2000s, late 90s, early, early 2000s. But you and I both, when we were rewatching this. When was the last time you watched this movie from start to finish?
1: Before, uh, before last night from start to finish, it was, it's probably been a decade
0: hmm. at least. Same, same. I can't even remember when, if it was like on TV, but it was like definitely pre kids probably, I mean, I probably was with Jen, but I, it was early on when we were dating. So, um, yeah, I was trying to think about that, but, um, what would you say? And I, I, I didn't prepare you for this question, but what would, who, what age demographic now, what age group? Like would be most likely to have like to know this like the back of their hand. Like we're obviously – we turned 40 this year. We're old. But what like – would it be like 35 to 43? Like what's the what, – what would you say?
1: It's a good question. Yeah, I think you can go up to like 46, 47 probably. Yeah. But going down, I, I, I think the window probably is 35. Like, I don't know if it's yeah. someone who's 30 years old
0: has even heard of this movie. I, I completely agree. Because you think about it, like, 35. So Jen is 30, turns 36 this year. And my brother's 35. So, like, when, when this movie came out, they were, like, 13, 14. And I feel like if you were that age, you're like, oh, cool, Texas high school football kind of, asked, you know, like, if you were, like, a, somebody in that demographic who would like it, that'd be right up your alley. So that's like probably the youngest, but younger than that, like you were on like eight years old watching this movie. Right? No,
1: and you missed the window by the time you became old enough, like you weren't gonna bat- there's so many other movies to exactly. go watch from that exactly from that are more recent yeah. than
0: that. Yeah, I think that's I think you hit it right. I think it's probably like thirty six to thirty five to forty five ish or forty six ish, and I think because then I think if you go the other side of it, if you were like four if you're forty seven now, say you're born in like seventy four you're older than 25, 26. You probably weren't like all in on this movie in the theaters and watching the reruns, but you're probably starting to like date somebody or think about getting married. It's just like, yeah. So I, I think that's the demographic there. So that that's like the age range. So,
1: by, by the way, before you go forward, yeah, it, the movie's been out for twenty plus years. If someone hasn't seen it, they deserve for it to be spoiled. I agree. So I think you There's need a statue. You need to cap for future movies if it's more than a decade old. You Even like more than
0: spoiled. like five years old at this point, how quickly movies come out and how quickly easily you can consume them and, and the ways like, yeah, I agree. So the, the spoiler alert thing is a little bit of an antiquated phrase anyway. So our, well, but
1: speak, speaking about, bit, about consuming the movies, yeah. I am stunned that you could not find this to for for free. I had to go rent it from Amazon. <laughs> Like, there's so many platforms now with all the new pluses of Paramount and and Peacock and everything else that's brand new. Like, how is this not on someone's? I don't know.
0: I I got lazy. Like, I probably could have been like, screw it. I'm going to go and I'm going to find it on, on one of the free streaming ones that we have or something. But I was just like, fuck it. It's like $4. Like, I don't know if that's like a really privileged way to look at it, but I'm like, I'll just pay for it and just have it and just for 48 hours and just watch it. And I can watch it on my phone. No, that, was to- that,
1: that was totally fine, but I just find it so what? odd in this day and age that there's any movie that you can't find for free.
0: All right, next i don't time all get
1: passed around between different platforms, and you just figure at some point like someone has. I hope it has to do on TV one, in a long time.
0: I hope to do one of these with you a quarter, if possible. Ideally, at least like a couple a year. Next one we do at some point, I'm going to ask you before I, I pay for any movie that, 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 that we watch. I'm going to be like, yo, yo, tell me how to get this for free." You were always the you king of that it. in college. I remember like in like. Like finding movie, like just, yeah, you, you, you were, uh, you weren't, you weren't making, you weren't profiting off of it, but but you were always, uh, why pay for anything when the, that you could consume media wise. Yeah, exactly. Right. So completely agree. All right. So first question. So how would you describe this movie to your significant other? If they came in and you were watching now, obviously I would, I, you know, Alex is a year younger than us. Jen's four years younger than us. They're within the range where they better have know it. But assume that we were in like an alternate universe and we were married to wives that were 10 years younger. How would you describe it?
1: Oh, that's not how I wrote. That's not how I thought about it. But I would go for Alex. So let's say Alex doesn't know the movie. Fine. I would make it very succinct because she would walk out of the room as soon as I got like halfway through it. (laughs) I would go as the guy from Dawson's Creek is a high school quarterback trying to do his best against the stubborn asshole of a coach.
0: That's very simple. Yeah.
1: She'll walk out as I get to like high school quarterback. That's not for me. And she'll go watch something on Bravo. Right. But I think you have to be succinct.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah. So I would say a backup quarterback, and this is like a little bit longer, but if I'm like, really, if I want to just say in like 30 seconds or less, it'd be a backup quarterback from a small kind of Texas, Texas town obsessed with football rises to local stardom upon the injury by the first string quarterback and butts heads with the egomaniac, Decade-long racist coach, while showcasing the glamorous lifestyle of high school football stars in Texas. So, similar concept, but yeah, it, it um, you know that that that's either way that I I think that's that those are both good ways to describe it. So as I mentioned, this movie came out in '99. I would say that that the main like the stars, and you tell me if you if I'm if I'm missing anyone or if if I'm including somebody who shouldn't be included. Uh, the four main actors or a- actresses are James Vanderbeek, Der Beek, Ali Larder, Amy Smart, and John Voight. Would you agree?
1: I would. I would. I would also. I would probably add in just in high at the Scott time. Conn. I think that's about right. Even though I think Ali Larder and and Amy Smart were fairly new to, to acting, everyone yeah. obviously went to the movie for for Van Der Beek, um, <laughs> yeah, right. which is interesting because I think that was that was early. In, I looked at it, it was early into the Dawson's run, so we got a movie Greenland very very fast. Yep. Uh, but I think looking back, Scott Kahn's probably had
0: to agree. I, I don't know why I left l- him out longevity. Yeah. He's, he was in like, it was a Hawaii five O's a show that he's been in. Yeah. He, he's, um, in boiler room, obviously he came in, which is one of those movies that we'll have to break down at some point. But, um, yeah, there's uh you're right. Scott Kahn is somebody who I should put in there and James Van Derby, And I'll get to this, like, uh, you know, watching the movie again, I'm not very impressed with him as an actor. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about him.
1: No, I can see. Oh, no, wait, you missed another one. He's, he's a minor role because he gets injured early.
0: Oh, hours. yeah, of course. But, the late but Paul Walker. The late Paul Walker. You're right. You're right. If I'm thinking. All right, so those six are worth including as far as like headliners in the movie. But I would say, yeah, you could argue who's had the best career. I mean, John voice, obviously the oldest by a mile. He was the oldest kind of core cast member by a good ways. I mean, how old is he? He's got to be fucking like 70 something. Right.
1: Yeah, I'm guessing he's in his
0: mid seventies. I'm, I'm gonna look it up now. He's got to be, and, and he Cause like Ange- cause An- cause Angelina is Angelina's, she, Angelina's his dad, or she's he is
1: Angelina's dad, right?
0: Yeah, but a lot of people I feel like don't realize that, and that's but like she's Hollywood. Like 50, so I'm saying he's, he's got to be up there. No, Angelina she seems old. She's like lived a lot. Of, I bet you she's younger than fifty. Let's look at both of them before we move on. So John Voight, um 1938. Holy shit! He's gonna be wow. eighty. He's 82 now. He's going to be 83 in December of this year. I did You're not right? think he was that old. I thought he was going to be like mid 70s. And Angelina Jolie, I feel like she's more like 45. Let's see. I could An- be right. Angelina Jolie. Um yeah, June 1975. So she she turns 46 this year, so she's 45. Oh wow. So yeah. Interesting, but yeah, good those jeans, so,
1: good genes for both of them.
0: Good genes for both of them. Yeah. So those are, um, so those are the main actors. Um, this is a, a, a very simple question. What is it that we like about this movie?
1: So I, I, I made a little bit of a longer list than just like the one thing. Like I actually do think it's a very good football movie. As in you know, get produced by MTV, wasn't expecting very much. Yeah. But I think the the tones that they have in the movie are, are more serious than than they probably get credit for. You know, given the studio. So I think that from a from a look into high school football, because again, it, where we grew up, it wasn't a big thing at all. Even not just our high school, but across the island, yep. I like, certainly didn't yep. have the experience of like big t- big time football in, in Texas. I love the soundtrack. I think there's some real great great songs on the soundtrack. Totally agree ACDC, that. Yep. Green yep. Day, Foo Fighters, The Offspring. Yeah, like, it just screams late '90s. Yep, yep. Billy Bob and Tweeter as a pair are fantastic, mm-hmm. uh, for different reasons. And the last thing I love is is, uh, is Lance's dad. He is the most over the top, <laughs> like football dad and like te- Texas football dad. That is just so enjoyable to watch like, like, every season.
0: He is, and he's and he's like paradoxically both a dick and like really likable at the same time. Absolutely right. And I almost feel like it's the opposite of like uh, of uh, Mox's dad. Mox's dad, and I I just think he's just like I just, I just don't like his character at all. No, from
1: moment, from moment one when he's like when he's in the when he's in the view, it's terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think you hit on a lot of good things about what what are there is to like about the movie. I mean, I think you raised a good point. Like, it's like there was some serious themes, but it wasn't overly heavy where you were stuck on these the whole time. They went back to lighter things like pretty quickly. Um, the soundtrack is definitely great. Um, I loved Tweeter. I mean, Tweeter's character then now. It's just hilarious. Um, you know, a lot of funny jokes, a lot of good quotes. So um, absolutely,
1: Twitter, Twitter's great. I mean, I'll a little bit problematic for for the twenty twenty crowd, <laughs> but twenty twenty one crowd. We but. will
0: get to that. There's a lot of me too moments with Twitter in this movie, and things that didn't age well, and we kind of just like wrote off as being okay, uh, you know, twenty plus years ago. But um, yeah, the movie, I think overall, it's well done. I think there's some good football stuff in it. There's some stuff we'll we'll definitely have to nitpick, but um, yeah, I think the movie, like for us, like you said, like coming from growing up on the, on the Island, like I don't even think we had lights in our football stadium. So like there are no night games, right? Yeah. So it was just like, I remember the first time we saw it, I was like, wow, like they're so into it. There's this pep rally, there's these cool uniforms and like, yeah. So I'm, I'm with you on, on, on the things So like, all right. So high level. um, So we talked about what we liked. High level, where is it flawed? And we'll nitpick little things, but I want to hear your thoughts on high level where it's flawed.
1: Yeah, so high level, and I start out in the beginning. It starts with such somber and serious music when, like, the credits are on. Like, it took me a second to know that the sound was on because it was silent for so long. Right. Like, it's a high school football movie produced by MTV. Why is it not just banging music like right out the of whole the game? time? Yep. And then you have and then you have Vanderbeek as the narrator, and again, not a good actor, a horrible narrator Awful. voice.
0: Awful. I, yeah, like, I, like, there's
1: no like, there's no passion to it. Like, like again, probably not ninety nine, but like McConaughey would have been a great narrator for a movie like
0: that. Totally agree. But
1: some emotion, emotion to it.
0: Yeah, he was a terrible narrator. You could tell that from the jump. It wasn't a good tone to start the movie. And like, the, one of the quotes that he said in, in that in that initial monologue was, "In America, we have laws against cheating and killing." Isn't that most glo- most places globally? Like, why is that? <laughs> right. Like, does that really define America or Texas or something? Like, what the fuck is he saying that? so i love it yeah i, I just think that, that that kind of so all right so, that, so so it's flawed in that way any anything else that you thought as far as flawed flawed area yeah
1: so most of, most of the accents i thought were terrible if john Boy, john, boyd, john boyd was doing his anaconda accent which you and i which you and i both love
0: <laughs> oh the babies. Like, yeah, exactly.
1: the babies but vander be got a terrible accent it comes and goes like he goes over the top in the famous quote we'll get to but like it, it, too much. It's too much. I, I get that they, they didn't find anyone who lived in Texas to be part of that starring <laughs> cast,
0: which I is know. hilarious. You're right. Yeah, yeah, the accents are pretty bad. It's okay. So the accents. All right. A
1: co- co- couple other smaller ones. There was no focus on the defense at all in the from the storyline.
0: Yeah, you bring like that it's four, up. It's
1: four guys on the offense,
0: and that's it, it. Not even like a badass like defensive end or linebacker or somebody that's going to make a key play. And like it would have even developed the football component of it even a lot better.
1: Well, yeah, the, the defense's performance was terrible in every
0: game. Every game they're down, like they've given up
1: 17-24, Which, again, I don't know if that's good or bad for high school football. Yeah, but you'd assume that Kilmer would have a good defense. Yeah, he's you're screaming right. At everybody,
0: you're right. Yeah, that's a good point. of The, of the defense, I think that's 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 right on. Um, and
1: then th- two other ones. One, one's a nitpick. That yeah, Tweeter discussing how to do date rape was, <laughs> oh God. was, was not great. <laughs> not great at all. Not great, great at all. The, Maybe they should edit that out of some some version of
0: this film. The other line that, by the way, the tweeter had. Tweeter had a few lines that were very like like kind of and and I guess they 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 joked. Vanderbeek was like you know Mox's Mox's Mox was like you know are you gonna like prison? It's like he's kind of looks like he's kind of destined for prison. What he, so you know, his whole line with like like uh, when he's walking with the with the uh, wiffle ball bat in the party is like she broke my heart and I broke her jaw. Like like how is that? Is that okay? Like, like, yeah. like domestic yeah. violence. Like that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Yeah. He,
1: he, he, he took it out there for sure.
0: Yeah. And then the last one's
1: more on stats for John, for, 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 for Kilmer. Yeah. So he's been the coach for 30 oh. years.
0: Dude, I know, I know you're going, I have the same, we, we, we won, didn't prep any of this He won 20, way,
1: 22 district titles. Yep. Okay. That's yep. a good, that's a great ratio. <laughs> that's a great ratio. Yeah.
0: But you only
1: won two state titles, dude. I you are you're glorified as this like
0: the same epic,
1: thing, like Bill Belichick type.
0: Same thing that that's pretty piss poor. I mean, you are gonna they're gonna have a statue of you. You are gonna be this untouchable coach, two in thirty years. And if you looked at the years, and actually I, I took notes on this too of like when exactly it was. I, you know, obviously this movie takes place in ninety nine, right? The titles were in eighty seven and eighty nine. Like, like that's you know, like what have you done for me lately, like uh, Co- Coach Kilmer? Which
1: is also probably one star player. Right? right? He had the best quarterback, best running back, right. or whatever in Somebody. the state. Yeah. And he won two titles in four years while that kid was in high school. Right. right. And now he hasn't done anything yet. Yeah. I, I
0: agree. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what, what, what did you find? All right. So I think you hit on a few things. Um, so high level, and again, we'll get into some more specifics as well. I don't think there's enough women in the movie. I'm not trying to be some kind of misogynist. You know, obviously, Ali Larder and Amy Smart are very attractive, and like Ali Larder's character. You know she does a good job with with that character and exactly how she, it's supposed to be portrayed. but but like, you know, she's like the most popular. She's dating the star of the football team. She's a cheerleader. She doesn't have like a posse of like hot Texas girls that hang out with her, right, right. I mean, I, I just thought right. like that like, like there weren't enough featured women in the movie. and like basically it's like it's uh Darcy played by Ali Larder. It's Julie played by Amy Smart, and then it's miss davis, the the teacher that's that moonlights as a, as a stripper. Like that's really, yeah. those are the, the featured women. And then obviously the the moms. But like, I think if you're doing some kind of Texas, like like I'm going to try to attract the demographic of like, you know, 15 to 25, like you, males, like you're not throwing more women into the movie. So I thought that was kind of like a, a flaw for like just for, for what the movie's trying to get. The other thing too, you know, it's Texas in the 1990s. I feel like a successful football team. I know, you know, Kilmer's a racist. They're gonna have more minority players. I know there's some towns in Texas that are probably very homogenous, but like I feel like you know schools that do well are gonna have minority players, like at least like thirty to forty percent of the roster. It's basically Wendell, and, and I read in the trivia there were two other guys that were African American or Latino. I didn't, I mean, I know there was like a Gonzalez somewhere, but like I thought that was kind of a flaw of the movie.
1: Yeah, especially on that regard, given the audience that MTV had at the time. Because that was still when they had like I think I think they still like TRL or maybe that was even earlier. But they have a they have a fairly mixed audience that watches that network. Yeah. And you'd think they'd want to appeal to all of them. Exactly. Like even back to the to the to the female and women comment, like there's no depth to the characters, right? The the, te- the 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 teacher was a stripper, right. prototypical.
0: Yeah.
1: Not prototypical, I guess most teachers aren't strippers, but you know what I mean. Allie Larder would just wanted to get out of the town, and Jules was waffling a little bit on mox like she hated him then she didn't hate him and then she came back to him when he won the title and, and like, like they could have done more on on mox's mom who yes. like seemed joyful when mox got into brown totally but like didn't say anything maybe she's afraid of the dads so maybe something there yeah they
0: could develop her character more and then like like when, when they're having that backyard barbecue the mom is like you could see like she's like kind of she's a little tipsy. She's drinking a margarita. Come on, Mark, show them what you're made. They could have featured her more. I think. I thought she was a she could. But I, but yeah, they they didn't they didn't do a great job with that um, in general. So yeah, those those are the main things I saw as as issues. Um, oh, the one other thing I I, I I had was uh, shouldn't the run been lo- have been longer than four games? It's basically like three and a half games. There was a the game that Lance got injured. There was the game that they routed the team, and, and Mox, was like his coming out party. There was the game after the strip club, which we'll get to. And then there was the the district title game uh, against, um, was it Gilroy? Gilroy.
1: And that's it. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess we're supposed to think that we joined like 75% of the way through the season.
0: Fine.
1: Because there is one reference to like someone like getting ready for like a Christmas pageant or something. So... Maybe that pushes this into like we, we joined the story
0: in like the maybe. early November. Maybe, yeah, maybe, but early November or late. But there were no, there were never, never any holiday decorations that were there either, which I thought was interesting. That's that. That's a little nitpicky thing, but yeah. So there's a few levels where it's lot Obviously, it's still a great entertaining movie, but but those are some flaws, and we'll get to others. So all right, so let's talk. Um, let's talk about. Uh, I'm trying to think of which order we're going to do this in. So we could either do categories now, and then we'll get to kind of plot progression talk about any uh, humorous storylines or subplots but uh, what do you think uh, maybe we'll we'll start with categories sure um all right so actually let's let's take a break and we'll, and, we'll, and we'll come back with categories all right all right we're uh, we're, we're back all right. so 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 categories in this movie um, and we'll talk about other Plot things once we get through some of the main categories, but um, what would you say is the best scene? And like before, we give best scene. Let's let's throw maybe like a few nominees up there for for what, what could be in the running.
1: Sure, a couple of good nominees. I mean, I think the Gilroy game itself is is very rewatchable and, and great to watch. It's good football. Yeah, there's a drama to it. Um, I like the first party that they have, like the first like actual party after that win where are uh, Bubba's doing all the shots. Uh, Billy Bob's doing all the shots with the jewels, uh, and he goes in and boots and rallies while Lance is, is having sex with uh, Darcy, Darcy on the no. on the washing machine. Yep. Tweeters tweet, tweet, attacking that guy in the, in the in the on the patio with the bat. Right. Um, that's good. I think the the, the, pra- the couple of the practices are are, are good and memorable. Yep. Because yep. again, you you see the, the the you know the real Kilmer.
0: Totally. Yeah. I think, I think th- those are some, some key ones. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, we, we'll, we'll talk about quotes. I think the scene, yeah, the, the, the last game has a lot of good scenes in it. Um, overall, um, the one, the, the one that I, that, that, that I would throw in there. Um, so, all right. So what, what would your vote be? And then, and then I'll, I'll give you what my vote would be.
1: I think my votes the first party because I, <laughs> I know we'll get to the football and there's a lot of good football in it, but there's yeah. so much comedy in that party of, as they're all walking through and, just seeing the, the absolute debauchery that was happening. Um, and then capping it off with Twitter and the and the alumni. The alumni who was from 1980.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did the math so on this too. So,
1: so he's 19 years removed, 18, 18, 19 years yeah. removed from yep. high school?
0: Yep. So he's 30. So he's almost 36, 40? 37. Yeah, like 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 somewhere between like around our age or our spouse's ages. Like imagine right. like a guy that they're friends with going to a local high school party anywhere. That's like that the optics the of that are just weird, are creepy yeah, yeah it's but, super weird but,
1: but, i, I, I <laughs> totally support tweeters smacking him so, in do I. With all that.
0: so do i at the time i was like oh that's kind of a little bit harsh like this guy's just excited about his school then i'm like now that i'm like older i'm like a parent of especially a parent of girls i'm like eh, i wouldn't want some you know fast forward you know 10 11 years from now I'll always at a high school party and there's some guy who's 37 years old <laughs> at a freaking party so um yeah so um so that was your favorite. So my favorite, scene, which we didn't mention the nomination. I love the AC DC, DC Thunderstruck montage after they get their ass kicked by the, the 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 day after they went to the strip club and they lost to the shitty school. And we know it's a shitty school because I thought I forgot what the name of the school was They're Like I thought these guys weren't any good. And then like uh, it was either Mox's dad or the sheriff was like, "They're not. They suck." And they get their asses kicked.
1: I think it was Elwood or Elway. Oh, like Elwood, that. I
0: think it was. Yeah. Yeah. But they like, I mean, it was just like, everything was going wrong for them. It was, that, that was like that, like just like how the, they leave the strip club, they show the bus of them. It was like, I guess it was an away game. And then they show like, you know, th- then all of a sudden that, that, that the hook comes on for the, for Thunderstruck. And then they show, it was, I, I, I that, that's my favorite scene in the movie.
1: No, it's, inc- it's incredibly well done. I have some nitpicks on that, but we'll
0: get to it. We'll, 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 we'll yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Um, what was the most unintentionally funny scene? Obviously, you could think of funny, like classic funny quotes, which we'll talk about quotes. But unintentionally funny scene.
1: I don't know. I couldn't really come up with a real good unintentional one. I think that like two of the scenes that, that always make me laugh are are James Vanderbeek listing off all the different synonyms for a boner when his teacher thought he would just do one to make it uncomfortable, and then he made her uncomfortable by say, yeah. saying like twenty of them. Yeah. And some of them are are hilarious and just weird. Yeah and then and then the whole thing with Mox's dad I hated Mox's dad. yep so yeah, him, yeah. Hitting Mox, him hitting his dad with the ball when the can was on his head to like fast forward when he gets into the game with Lance and he hits the it's the uh you know, the kill the clock play and hits the the mascot on the sideline yep. Yep. And his dad slowly realizes like, oh shit, he did it he did it on purpose
0: exactly. exactly. that's the I, I agree. Those are very kind of funny scenes in general though, so a couple comments on that. First of all, the the Boner scene. That was really, like, what was up with the kid who Miss Davis first called on? He says boner and everybody laughs. And he looks like he's just like, he's just horrified and petrified at like the reaction that people are laughing at. Like, why would he even be surprised that people would laugh at that at that comment? Right.
1: It, it, it's, it's high school. You're in a sex ed class. Exactly. And you say the word boner. And he like looks laughs.
0: around like, 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 like he just got pants in the, in the middle of the class. And then. Mox, I think you know it was funny, but he—I feel like he took it like a couple steps too far, and then like the whole Pedro naming his own his own his own junk Pedro. It's like all right, there's there's women in the class, young women. There's a a female teacher. Like I think you know, just say five or six and call it a day, and, it's, and, and it still has the same effect.
1: It also felt like out of character for him. Totally out of character. Right? Like his character is serious. He's he's this intelligent Ivy guy. He's going he's going to go I to Ivy School. League. He's going to, go to Brown. Like yeah he joked around a little bit with guys, but then like he's that moment. And then he's the moment where he takes everyone to the strip club. So like, no, it's a, it's, it's a little yin and a yang from, it, uh, from the Mox. I,
0: I, I agree. Um, so yeah, the most intentionally funny scene, I, I would say, uh, yeah. one, one that we didn't talk about was, uh, the practice where, where Mox wants to try the oop de oop. And the whole kind of lead up to that when, when tweeter kind of anticipates it, he's like, he's like, what is this off? And he's like, Kim going to eat his ass. Watch this. And then, blows <laughs> the whistle? And then, and he goes. When did the damn circus come to town? I didn't see no trucks. <laughs> and then Mock starts going
1: yeah, I love it. That's a great scene.
0: going crazy and then like he gets pissed off. He like rips his chin strap his chin strap off as he's going to off the field. So I thought that, that, I, that like, What
1: do you think was going to happen? You've been at practices now for 3 years cuz yeah. he's a senior.
0: Yeah, and you Kilmer. know how
1: he's going to react to yeah. calling some he's stupid surprised.
0: play like he's, that. He's, he's actually surprised. Yeah, so so yeah, those are some good discussions of unintentionally funny our worst acted scene. We mentioned some of the challenges, the challenges with James Van Der but what would you say are, are, uh, are, are one or two that, that stick out for you?
1: Yeah, mine's mine. I think at top of the list is, is going to be Mox in the locker room at the end. So he confronts Kilmer with the, we're not going out there. And then does the locker room speech after Kilmer leaves. And like, again, he, he is not a good actor and he doesn't have like, he can't grab the center of a room. So while everyone's spinning around, like you just don't get the feeling that everyone's being pumped up. Yeah. Like you don't have to have Twitter in the background screaming, let's go. Like right. you couldn't even get to that stage of the, of the rant. Yep. Uh, and then the other one on my list was, was Billy Bob's drunken <laughs> rant when, when he was on the, on the field firing the shotgun at, at yep. uh, his old trophies. Yep. He's not a bad actor. it just, again, felt like it was too much for like an MTV too serious. I
0: agree. Couldn't have been there. It was a little too much and it went a little bit too far. And like, did you, did anybody think, I can remember when I watched one the first time when you, when he walks onto the football field that they were actually going to make him commit suicide. Like I didn't think that was going to happen ever because they, they have like the shotgun go off, but they don't show what happened and and, and you, and you, you know, they make you think that he actually killed himself, but he's just shooting trophies and he's like drinking like a, you know, a fifth of bourbon or whatever the hell he's drinking. So I,
1: I, but I I guess you're supposed to think that he was going to kill himself and Mox like talked him down.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Um, yeah, my the worst act to see for me again it involves Mox and James Landerbeek. It was the he's it like it's a li- it's like you have an opportunity of a lifetime Mox's dad says that about like you know the Gilroy game and I you just got into Brown by the way he just got into Brown on like a full scholarship I mean the dad I don't know where he thought he was going to go to school or like yeah you know, th- like. The family doesn't seem like completely that well off. I mean, they live in some kind of Texas farm. I mean, I'm sure they're not poor, but they're not like, you know, they're not oil rich down there. He's not at all excited about the fact that his son's going to have an Ivy League education. It's like, let's talk about the Gilroy game. Like, really?
1: I completely agree. So, I completely agree. he's got a full ride, full ride anywhere. that actually you doing,
0: you doing car yeah, alone too, yeah, exactly. But then, so then he goes, like, you know, he's like, it's you have an opportunity of a lifetime. And he goes, Well, I don't want your lot. I just think the acting was terrible. It was like predictable line. Uh, it was one of those lines that was used. I know you can probably all the trailers and everything, but I, I thought that was just a terribly active scene. All and, right, and,
1: and his accent was over the top, terrible on that on way, that line. way
0: over the top, terrible. All right, so there's a lot of great quotes in this movie across the board. I looked at some of these on, on IMDb as well. Uh, let's talk about a bunch of them, and then what would be your favorite? So you, you, you list out some of yours. I mean, I think we, we could probably go through six to eight that are that are just, that are that are just succinct but awesome.
1: Well, it's like we used so many of these when we were in college and, and after. But So you, you've done a couple of them, but a couple you didn't get to. So I, I like the early stuff with, with Twitter when he's saying, we're getting fucked up tonight. And he says, I need to hit some ass. Like, I like both of those, both of those. The Circus Comes to Town was is just a, a classic. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like that one. Uh, again, another tweeter one. When the when the cops come <laughs> and they try to like break up the party or a little bit, And he goes, how are we doing tonight? <laughs> well, we are being just <laughs> <That's> fine. <laughs> By the way, I thought tweeter had a great accent. I think he actually fitted perfectly. He
0: did. I, I agree with you. I agree. Especially knowing like his, his acting versatility since then too.
1: Totally. Yeah. Uh, Again, coming off that, so after after he steals the car and they're at the diner the next day with the, the cops <laughs>
0: that's and the and the, scene. the real hillbilly guy scene. goes,
1: "What wingers on the glass at the Atlanta Club? I still love that one. That's a great one. The "I don't want your life" is is a, is a, obviously a classic, right? The most famous from from the show. Uh, I think that I think that that's it for me. All
0: right, yeah, those are those are great ones. Yeah, I, I, the ones you listed, I, I love the like when when. Tweeter setting up was first uh, again goes back to my comment before like who is Darcy's friend that he's so infatuated with when he's like he's like Darcy's friend has that look and I'll go into the graph it's like it's like she fell out of the I'm gonna suck your blank tree and hit every branch on the way down and I think he nails the accent he goes. And He goes, hey man, you have to focus. And he goes, I can't focus. I need some ass. I need to hit me some ass. It's it's a that's I think my one, one, of, the, one of the funniest quotes in the movie, and just the delivery. Dude, of, it's, it's, it's awesome.
1: three it's
0: three minutes into the movie, and and he's and Tweeter's a shot
1: out of a cannon. I know, shot out it of a cannon. Fantastic.
0: That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> um, so I would say so the, the the two the two that I would mention would be so Moxon and, uh, and and Kilmer. So Kilmer has two of them. There are three quotes, and then and then there's um. So I, I said there's two. There's gonna be three. So Mox, the one where he goes. Before this game started, Kilmer said, 48 minutes for the next 48 years of your life. I say, fuck that, all right? Fuck that. Let's go out there and we play the next 24 minutes for the next 24 minutes and we leave it all on the field. We have the rest of our lives to be mediocre, but we have the opportunity to play like gods for the next half of football. I thought that was actually a great quote. Just the delivery and the acting was bad. So somebody <laughs> else would have just nailed it. That would have been like an iconic moment in a film. But James Van Beek sucked at delivering that. So I would say that would be one that I would nominate. The other two are just kind of succinct kilmer ones and i think these are ones that you you could use over and over again and recycle like you got to be the dumbest smart kid i know like i thought that's just awesome and then your daddy was a no-talent pussy but at least he listened <laughs> <laughs> so those would be mine but um yeah it's, it's hard to pick the best i i mean i don't know i'm not I'm, I'm not gonna pick i just think like just talking through some of those quotes is uh it's classic agree um Our best character i think we we probably agree on the top two uh anyway um mine is tweeter yours billy bob yeah i think those are the, those are the top two they're just awesome characters they're just well yeah I, I think billy bob actually does a good job acting it's believable that like who his personality is is exactly like what his character is meant to be and then tweeter also It's just kind of like this like loose canon. like tweeter in some ways even though he goes from playing this like Texas kind of like loose cannon, borderline criminal <laughs> wide receiver in, in West Texas or East Texas or wherever the hell they live. And then he, and then he's in Boiler Room like a year later and he's just like, you know, like hothead, like fight instigating New York area broker. And he nails both characters, but in both ways, he just kind of has loose cannon in both of the films.
1: I, I think you can probably. I mean, we can talk about when we when we do the Boiler Room podcast, but I think you can probably say that it's the same guy.
0: It is like the same right. Guy. He,
1: he, le- he, he leaves same Texas guy. to go get some money in, in New York. Right. He doesn't go to college. Doesn't go to college. He just finds he finds this brokerage. It's yeah. all these these alpha dudes, and he just loves it.
0: Right. And then he doesn't say like you know his accent's kind of like almost neutral. It's not like he, he's he's like this this like New York accent or something in Boiler Room. You're right. It could be the same guy. Well, we'll have to right. He doesn't,
1: he, right. He, doesn't, he doesn't have Greg's accent. He-
0: yeah, exactly it's not Greg's accent. we'll have to nominate as we wrap up tonight we'll have to nominate the next films that we're gonna we're gonna break down we, a, a few of them that, that we'll have to they'll have to think about so alright best side character
1: I think it has to be for me it's Miss Davis or Lance's dad I just think Lance's dad is absolutely hilarious in every scene he's just so over the top and Miss Davis again is just a side character
0: did you find her at the time attractive or not
1: yeah <laughs> Is that is that a is that a real is that a real question?
0: <laughs> well, I'm just making, I mean, I don't know. Like they're trying to like like the like. I, I mean, I I did as well. But like when Tweeter was talking about like remember in, in the huddle the day after the strip club when they're getting their ass kicked to to that to that team, Elwood, um, Tweeter's like I can't focus. I see Miss Davis's fat ass like bouncing. Like, is that really an, a fair depiction of that? I mean, she's like like. like well, but, but I think I think I think he meant phat. I remember this the late '90s. You're right. It might have been that, but like, yeah, no, I think she she was yeah she was uh, an icon then. And I was actually looking up her age. She was our age at the time, <laughs> so it makes us feel old. I remember watching it, being like, oh, she's like this like MILF. But yeah, she yeah she's uh, she was our age at the time. Now she's like she's 62. We turned 62 this wow. year. So, but I, I agree. So best side character for me, I think would be Miss Davis. So, all right. So crush. Uh, we've already talked about Miss Davis, but who would be your who be your crush?
1: It's interesting. I was debating this because I think in '99, I think everybody has a crush on Darsy. You know, you can go to the whipped cream bikini, and I think just the way she she acts in the in, and portrays herself and the character. But I wonder if if the 2021 version of me at least would would go for Jules, because Jules is again just as attractive, but a little bit more not a loose cannon and not just in it for the money, which she made very clear to Mox. So I don't know. I I, I go a little back and forth. What about you?
0: Yeah, I would still say Darcy, like, like because I at the time was like this like hormonal eighteen year old kid, and and she, you know, at the time was probably you know mid twenties. Like, I think she was like mid twenties at the time, so she was like this icon, and that the whipped cream part, just like I mean, we'll talk about. It. I'll talk about this is some of the flaws, like how that how anybody wouldn't fall for that is beyond me. Uh, the whipped cream bikini, but I would say it's Darcy, and I you know, and Jules, like as much as like you know, she was in Road Trip after that um amy smart i think it's a very pretty so here's some trivia for you amy smart and ali lauder are actually best friends in real life and a good way if you ever want to get a glimpse into like hollywood people and i and i'm i'm now going to do this for every movie that i I recap on on the podcast you look at somebody's instagram it kind of tells you like who they are are they married do they have kids what do they like a little bit because before instagram you have to go to like imdb you see like these like these like red carpet pictures you can't really tell what like what a persona they're like and you and they you look at them and they're kind of like relatable they're like oh they're both like attractive women they have family women they're in our age they're a little bit older than us they have they each have a, a you know either two kids or one kid I think Amy smart is one Ally Lauder has two and they just seem like very relatable but they they both age pretty well I mean they're in they they're both they're, they're both the same age they're both 45 they're born in 76 or turning 45 this year but I would say Very interesting. my crush was would still be Darcy, um, and she's had some interesting movies. So she was in, I don't know, like this was her first movie apparently, but she was in like the remake of Fatal Attraction. Did you know that there was like a, it was called Obsessed? I think it was Idris Elba was the was the actor. So it's an interesting kind of cross racial twist where Idris Elba, obviously everybody knows, is the he, he's like I think out of all the. The men that are out there, at least like 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 this was the case five or ten years ago, like I feel like a, most women universally found him like pretty appealing. Like he's like this like British kind of smooth guy, The Wire, and so he was in this movie, and Ali Larder was essentially the character of what like Glenn Close played in the in the original version. Haven't seen it, and,
1: and it didn't. When did that come
0: out? Within the last ten years, I want to say it was like sometime in the interesting. Early two thousand tens, maybe the late. I mean, at most, it was like a two thousand nine movie. I, I, I'll, I'll look it up as, as we're as we're doing this. But um, it's funny
1: because I, th- I think I think was one of those guys where he's he's everywhere now. And then you start Seeing old stuff like that, and again, ten years isn't that old, but like older older things you're like oh wait, he was in that. He, he was in, in this two thousand nine. He's like such a hot, a hot commodity.
0: It was a two thousand nine uh, film. So I'm looking to see how many what the rating of it is on, on IMDb. Oh, it's got a five out of ten. So it's probably not the best movie. <laughs> But I mean he is an actor like in, uh, in the wire, like it's fun I mean he's a he's, he's good in general though, the fact that he could go from this he's like this British guy who has this like thick British accent he goes to play this Baltimore like high-level drug dealer it's it's pretty impressive acting. How many Americans could yeah. go and actually successfully nail a British accent? It seems like the other way around happens all the time.
1: The other way happens. the other way happens all the time. I don't think anyone from the. US can go over there and do a, a, a British accent.
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: The guy from Dexter did a show on um, on Netflix that was set in 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 London or outskirts of London, and his accent for the British was terrible. <laughs> I know,
0: I know. Brits are just the Brits. are just more sophisticated than, than we are. They just they're just the, they have more versatility. I'm not sure what it is. All right, um, all right. So we're digressing. Um, so the next category, I would not want to be an alley in an alley with this person who is intimidating. My answer I'll give first is I think it's number ninety six. The guy in the first team, the guy who took out Lance Harper, he's this big, menacing, kind of like uh, Julius Peppers type of defensive end that just looked like—I mean, he has like three percent body fat. He like he just almost like I feel like his hit was kind of dirty. Like he just seemed like a guy. you just wouldn't want to, he, and he's not somebody who's featured. You don't, you don't even need to take his helmet off. But that was the guy who uh, who I said it was kind of like like out of the box. Who would you say?
1: Yeah, so, so, so I have two, and I'll make them. I'll make them quick. The, the the In the second half of the Gilroy game, Mox is, is sacked by this guy who literally jumps over the running back and and like a missile head first into Mox's helmet, which obviously is now not good. <laughs> but the guys, again, it may be the same guy because they didn't take the helmets off. Right. right you guys right. massive. And again, got up four feet in the air and, and missled him in there like 250 pounds. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I have to go with Tweeter as my other one.
0: I think mean, I you because, say that and I I think I 100 percent agree.
1: I mean, not only that you can smack the guy who has who has who puts a flower pot over his head with the, with the nuts, but like he just feels like he doesn't give a fuck about anything. Yeah, he's all oh, wiry, he's athletic, super fast. He's a lo- I feel like he would cut you in a minute. He's
0: loo- he's he's a loose he's a loose cannon. I agree with you. Like he's just like, and, and, if, yeah. and if he's the same guy that comes up that ends up being uh, Richie. Oh, see, that's the, that's the one little caveat. Maybe he changed his name when he was a broker, but he's Richie in Boiler Room. Like, the guys, like, and again, this isn't a boiler and breakdown, but th- the scene in the bar where they're in, like, the the Irish pub, and there's, like, the 6'6 six, six guy that starts, like, talking smack to him, and he goes out and, like, beats his ass, and he's, like, a foot shorter than this guy. He's also in the Knockaround Guys, right? He is. Yeah. 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 Similar yeah. role as Boiler. I-, I agree with you that, that yeah, Tweeter's a great nominee. All right, so... The other category that I have that I want to blend with just jumping out with going into other flaws that we could kind of miscellaneous flaws. So we'll we'll skip the I call bullshit for a second, even though that's the next one on our on our on our notes list. But let's talk about for, this is a special for Varsity Blues two categories: the best most realistic football play, and then the least f- realistic football play. We'll each give either one or two nominees, and then and then and then pick one. You go first. All right, so the the most realistic football play i thought the no huddles against uh, against gilroy you know obviously no huddle was wasn't didn't seem like it was like as big of a thing then um i don't remember how it was in like nfl or college like but obviously it's much bigger now and i thought like the fact that they were like, you know, five wide receivers—like one, two, three, four, five wide receivers—like I thought that was awesome. It got all the guys all flustered on the sidelines. Like didn't like the, the team, the Gilroy coaches, like they just didn't—they know what the hell to do. They were just like all flustered. So I, I, thought that was the most realistic play. That kind of changed the whole momentum of the game. Yeah, no, what I completely said?
1: agree. And I think the, the, the subset of that is is the oop to you just from a, a play call. It's all of the NFL now, right? Yeah. Everyone knows you overload one side, you have the single cover. I like, guess it's funny that, that Mox had that idea and he was just shut right back down by Kilmer. I know. Or they could have won every game by, yeah. by 50.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I I agree so I, think, I, think that, I think that's an easy one because it was, it was so flawlessly done. Yeah, and, 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 and um, I think this is a point that, that, that you raised offline. Why didn't Gilroy call it a, a timeout when they were confused by the oop-de-oop, Right. Completely agree.
1: Like, like they were running around with like two minutes left in the game or whatever it was, just, and they're just like, even though the announcers are saying they don't know what's going that's on. That's one of the they're best. Everybody, let's call, let's call yeah,
0: that's Put a time good time scene. Out. That's a good scene. All right. So, um, all right. So if, now you have to go first with this one. What's the least realistic football play? From, from all right. So I'm going
1: to go earlier in the game when Mox, earlier in the movie when Mox takes over for Lance and he gets in with 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 uh, with the, in the huddle and he calls. Whatever the, the play call was for, for Wendell to essentially take a pitch, run all the way to the sideline, then throw it back across the field to Mox, who then has to scramble upfield for 20 yards for the touchdown <laughs> to win to win the game. Come on! First of all, he didn't ever he never practiced with the first offense. Yep. He wasn't thought of that way, yeah. even though he knew Wendell and all those guys. But no timing plays organized.
0: It didn't seem like if he was this, that like, much of a mobile athlete. quarterback. Like, yeah, he would be playing other positions or something like that. I I I think that's a really good point you raise.
1: They put him out as like Teason Hill.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, right, so, that that would be yours would be would be that play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for me it's it's the last play of the game, the uh, the hook and ladder. All right, so it's like first of all with Tweeter, we talk about Tweeter. Twitter I looked up Scott Kahn. I mean, a slot receiver is somebody who's like 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 five nine to 5'11. Five, five eight maybe is a stretch. Tweeter's five five. So you're going to run out, been, even in, te- in Texas, like I know it's high school, but even in, te- in Texas, you're going to have N- NFL like builds for these positions. There's no, I mean, you know, it's not like he was some kind of spark plug running back like Darren Sproles, but like, so you're going to do a hook and ladder to a guy who's five, five, where the defensive backs on average are five inches, six inches taller than him. Then you're going to pitch back to, and I was looking up Billy Bob, the the actor, his, um his, 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 uh, his, his attributes. He's 510 400 pounds. And the, when this movie was filmed, that's your play? That's, that's your ace in the hole? So I thought that was kind of real, real, unrealistic. And, and like the fact that he, like, he made it to the end, Like they, they put it in slow motion, but he's like, I just didn't yeah. think that's a realistic thing.
1: And to, two more just on that scene is, is when, when Lance calls the play in, he literally puts a hook fish in his mouth and then does the ladder. Like anyone looking across the sideline from the defense knows exactly right. what that's going
0: to be. Right. Those Gilroy coaches look, then, look like they were like like a college coach. They they picked it up in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And then same thing with, with with Billy Bob. He has two
1: guys on his back, so he's four hundred pounds. He then has another what almost probably four hundred pounds of weight with these two guys on his back, and he's somehow stumbling five yards into the end zone like he's an Olympic weightlifter.
0: Yeah, that's not realistic at all. And and, and like, listen, man, I mean, he, I he he's he's actually well we'll get to this in the trivia, but he passed away. He had kind of like liver or kidney fail failure. And he had like this, like he had like the tummy tuck surgery, lost all this weight. But I'm 5'10 in change. I weigh a hundred and eighty-five pounds. At my fattest, I was one ninety five. I can't imagine what kind of a physical state I would be in. And you're like a little bit taller than I am. You're like an inch, inch and a half taller. You're, can you imagine weighing two, carrying two hundred more pounds of weight? No. Like, like what that would feel so, like, just like you could, you could, for one day, our, like,
1: like,
0: you know. for one day, like what would that be like? So the fact that 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 exactly. person's on a football team in Texas, uh, not realistic at all. Um, all right, so now we're gonna get to a, a fun segment. Uh, and we'll end with some trivia, but, we'll, but we'll, let's get to some just random kind of I call bullshit, and I have a few that I I I'm gonna throw in here. Um that you might not be aware of but what would you say give me a few that that pop out to you i mean you, you mentioned mox being uh athletic and a running quarterback uh what else
1: i mean i think you mentioned that the the, the mox turning darcy down again he's he's an he's an 18 year old kid with a, a very attractive woman in front of him and a wearing nothing except for for whipped cream or shaving cream as i think it was
0: yep that was a there's, no,
1: there's no chance in hell you're just you're, you're going straight forward. you'll regret it tomorrow or later that night but like no chance in hell are you trying
0: that up. And also, you're not married. You don't have kids. You're not even, like, like you're, you're dating. And, and Julie, by the way, her character, she, what a wet blanket she was. You need to tell me, like, like, all those factors. And then the other thing I didn't understand, speaking of which, by the way, like, Darcy kisses him in the hallway before class. That's when Julie sees him and gets all mad at him. And, like, he's in the doghouse for, for you know, 20 minutes of the movie. Like... Why would he go to why would he allow that and do that in front of school in front of everybody? But then when he's in the privacy of her home with her parents at the gun club, wherever they were, why is he not taking her down? Agreed, doesn't make any sense. So I'm calling, I'm calling BS on that too. So a few that a few things that 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 jump out to me that we, we have to get to here, all right? So, um, all right, so things I'm calling bullshit on. So Billy Bob's breakfast, the first breakfast that, we intru- that he's, he's introducing when he's in the car uh, with uh, with Mox and Lance and Wendell. So he's having pancakes. He's dipping them in peanut butter. He's chasing them in maple syrup while he's driving. Like, that's his breakfast? Like, that's like like you mean to tell me he can't throw together a bacon, egg, and cheese from his house or just some kind of like, – that is his. That's the portable breakfast he's gonna bring in the car as he's driving. I mean, maybe that's just showing how much of a fat mess his character is. But right,
1: totally agree. But one more quick breakfast bullshit. Yeah. Cuz I think that's. I, I agree with you. It's. It's. Yep. It's. Oh, it's certainly a what the fuck moment. But when Mox comes in in the morning to leave his house. It's what, seven o'clock in the morning? Yeah. And his dad's down there and they have a full spread on the table for
0: uh, breakfast. Yeah, as a parent now. No, one, never. no, dude. It's it's uh when Eloise asked me to get her like raisin brand oatmeal and uh and, and ego waffles, I'm like, ah, it's a little too much. Let's stick to two items, all right? I <laughs> have we have your lunch to make, we have your sister's breakfast to get ready. Like, you know, Jen's gonna come and bring it bring the outfits down. Like, let's not, you know, let's not walk and chew gum at the same time here. Yeah, I agree with you. That's not realistic. And it was like during the week, I think, too, so um, it was a school day. Yeah, it was a school day. Some other, some other BS. We, we talked about the district titles, twenty-two and two state championships. Um, so the the opening pep rally, Kilmer, right? You know, he, he gives like the like the the Hitler or whatever, like that whole that was kind of creepy, right? <laughs> so you need to tell me this football coach. And again, I mean, this could be a whole thing about him being overrated. The best thing he could come up with as a coach is tonight we play Bingville. Tonight, we beat Bangville. That's his speech. There's nothing more you, charismatic than that. Do you think, do you do you think
1: Belichick stole his whole shtick from Filmer?
0: He might have. He might have. I mean, keep in mind when this movie came out, Belichick was a Jets defensive coordinator who was a failed Browns coach before that. He was obviously successful winning the couple titles with the Giants when he was in his like 30s, but uh, he wasn't anything yet. So maybe he did steal his shtick. But that, that's a, I mean, I feel like Belichick and a out would be better than that.
1: What, what percent chance do you think Belichick has seen this movie?
0: Belichick's cooler than he lets on. He has like he has kids. He has boys. At least like one or two boys. I feel like the, I feel like there's like a seventy five percent chance he's seen the movie.
1: Oh wow! I was gonna but, go way sub, sub forty.
0: You think so and I feel like his son watched it with him. Like he's you know I feel like he's you know he he it's a football movie. So I'm sure he would probably like he would appreciate the the cerebral football elements of, of the movie. So all right, a few more kind of BS things. Um, I mentioned. Oh, so Mox says to Amy Smart at one point when Darcy walked, walked by anybody who would ever say this to any girlfriend. And I know we were saying it's only a high school relationship, but would, I mean, would you ever, would there ever be a day when when you're out with Alex and some woman walks by and she, and you say, how come you never dress like that? Would you ever, I mean, like, (laughs) like like you're going to say that he's a dummy. He's a dumb high school kid. Even a high school kid, I think has more, even a middle school kid would have more sense than that. So, fair point. um, a few other things. Yeah, so th- those are some of the stuff that jumped on. I said Mox's dad was unlikable. Um, so Lance and Julie are siblings, right? Are they twins yeah. or she's a year younger? Or a year, year and a half younger?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I don't think, th- I assume they're not twins.
0: Because she's no more than a year. No, I
1: guess they would, I guess they would be, though, because she was dating, she's dating Mox, Mox, who was but... a senior. Right. I doubt she's a junior. So yeah, maybe they were twins.
0: She's definitely no more than like a, June. It's just interesting that there would be like that. Yeah, maybe they were twins, but they never really—they didn't touch on the fact that they were siblings much. Um, all right, so here's here's a here's a there's a few other things. Uh, again, I have a whole I have a list of these, but so when Billy Bob has his like his concussion kind of medical incident in school, he passes out in the middle of class, and the nurse says, "I don't, I don't know if you if you notice, the teacher says Call the nurse.' Why wouldn't they call nine one one? He's a four hundred pound guy, sweating buckets." Just passes out in the middle of class and called a nurse? <laughs> I don't care You're if it's moved. Florence Nightingale. You gotta you gotta be calling like you know, that's 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 that's, that's paramedics time, right?
1: You need multiple paramedics, weighs four hundred pounds, how so you gonna move him?
0: You're right. You need multiple you need like a, a crane. Uh um, the
1: nurse move him. Who 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 moved him into the nurse's office?
0: I don't I don't know. Um. Yeah. Who moved? In? That's a great question. There must have been like like half the class. I mean, there's, there's a few other. These are all nitpicky things. Billy Bob collapses to give up a sack that turns, you know, Lance. Uh, so, so, so basically, Lance is a five star prospect. He gives up this a sack that turns Lance's knee into mush, and then he's boozing at this party three or four hours later. I I didn't find that like 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 he was okay with that. I understand the guy the probably was, was, the
1: whole team was there. It was it, they all should have been at the hospital. Like they're all,
0: yeah. all together. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Um, let's see. If you have that example. I have another five, five or six of these. All right. Um, volu- So when 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 Mox goes to that like uh that Texas like like uh convenience store, the like old man just voluntarily underage beer distribution. Hey, this one's on me. Is that really going to happen? Even in like that town, like you're going to give an underage. Football star. I mean, maybe it is. Do you think that's realistic? Maybe it is.
1: I assume that's probably realistic. My bigger question is, and I'm sure we'll have a whole, t- whole conversation about the strip club, is why does the strip club do it? Like This yeah. is one guy, you can yeah. do whatever. The strip club goes, these are on the house, and everything else on the house for the night? Yeah,
0: they, they clearly because, know well, that they're young. Where is the
1: strip club in relation to the high school? Uh, because dude. they're district champs, so the district's oh. large.
0: While we're on it, let's talk about the strip club, all right? So what time do you think? So they so Max asks them to meet in front of like the center of town at like what 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Okay, all right. You figured the time of the year is December. I'm guessing based on the where they are in the season. Maybe it's November, December. As far as the time of the year, like like based on like the, like where they where like how far they are into the football season. Right? Is it December? Yeah. They left the strip club. It is not just like dusk. Or, or, or like dawn It is fully light outside At the He, he, he says it's not He says it's 7 o'clock He says it's 7 o'clock in the morning What were they doing in that strip club?
1: <laughs> First of all I don't know how that even happens So you mean it's supposed to be the 10 You're at the strip club by 11 at the latest Right you're at the strip club for eight hours. <laughs>
0: eight hours. Just drinking. Like your parents don't care where you are. And, and in the background, there's one of the strippers is like leaving. And go, like, like, are they, like, 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 is a nefar- really nefarious activity going? Like, what did they take a nap inside there? Did they sleep?
1: It, it feels like there are like deleted scenes from inside that. Yeah, that,
0: that, that was. Uh, I think that was really that was a little shady. That whole thing. So. Yeah. And then Billy Bob on the stage. I mean, you know, I know it's Texas. I know he's a football star, but. That was very uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> was it right? I love Billy Joe on the stage.
0: I mean, it was a funny thing. He
1: was very light on his feet.
0: He was very light on his feet, but I was like, this guy would be like, you know, how'd he get his ass kicked? So the guy's like it was like offering him a beer off the stage. That's another thing. An underage kid offered him a beer to come off the stage. But um all right, three other three other things. And I, I promise then we'll go to some of the miscellaneous trivia, then we'll uh, then we'll call it. So so the whole racial rant by Wendell. He's like, he like, my mom's got a grandma to come see me. The guy's a running back on Kilmer's team. He averages what, one hundred and thirty something yards, one hundred and thirty-three yards a game. You mean to tell me there's not some school in nineteen ninety-nine, like a Texas Tech, A and M, Oklahoma, that's recruiting him?
1: Right, completely agree. That or they'd at least see because again, people went like, Lance was supposed to go to Florida State. So right. that means at least some big schools were coming by games to, or at least seeing tape. I mean, and yes, a, you only have three or four, three or four
0: um, black black, black minus touchdowns. Oh, you have three or four touchdowns. Yeah, but he still is averaging how many they yards? see you running, right?
1: They he's got some moves.
0: And this is nineteen ninety nine. This isn't nineteen fifty nine. So You're I don't, right, I don't right. understand. I mean, Jim Brown got recruited, right? Yeah. And that's like what, three three decades, four four or five decades before that. So, um, yeah, so that that I thought was kind of strange. Let's see, a few other things. Uh, We talked about Billy Bob. Um, We talked about the Brown acceptance. Um, Yeah, Kilmer definitely used boy a lot when he was talking to Wendell. He's like, come on, boy. (laughs) He said that a lot. Oh, oh, Tweeter! You take the snaps when when Mox was threatening the whole ranch? Oh, yeah. Sorry, so the so the five five receiver was a stretch. The five of <laughs> five you you know? what? What? Really? I'm again Doug Flutie. Just put it in perspective: five inches taller than Tweeter. Right, right. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> it,
1: would, it would have been the start of the Wildcat.
0: Yeah, it would be the start of the Wildcat. So we've
1: been of the Wildcat. Wait, but while while we're on Tweeter and the quarterback. Yeah, I have another bullshit bullshit moment. Yeah. It's it's Texas football. team's been doing great, whatever. You don't like Mox. Just get rid of him. Right. Like you can get another backup. I'm sure there's another kid in that school that can play, I considering agree. Mox is a senior
0: also. I agree.
1: So there's another kid who's a junior who's going to start next year.
0: I agree. I just agree. It's be somebody.
1: He kind of says if it wasn't for your daddy, I'd cut you.
0: But then he calls his daddy a no talent pussy. pussy, <laughs> Right. But at least he listened. I mean, shouldn't it take even <laughs> even back then, saying. like twenty five or thirty years before? So you figure his dad probably played football at some point, I don't know the the late sixties or seventies, like you mean to tell me that there there wasn't a better option to play football then, even for him? Like for, for like some other player that would be better that just because he listened, even though he was not talented? so yeah
1: i i try- i tried to figure out if, if his dad could have been on the eighty seven championship team
0: so uh no no it would be he'd be too, too uh too old at that point all right um trivia and goops trivia and, and goofs had jumped out uh anything that you noticed or any other miscellaneous things to, to cover
1: yeah so uh, one thing on lance so so lance would have been going to Florida state in ninety nine Yep. Which is when Chris, which is what, if it was in real world, he's competing with Chris Uh, Winky or
0: learning
1: under Winky. Yep. But also in the same class as Anquan Boldin. That would have been a very interesting uh, uh, interesting career for Lance.
0: Yep. Yep. That's a a good point. He would have been in the NFL, probably like a a top 10 pick in the NFL, assuming he doesn't get injured, right?
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, A couple other smaller ones. So Wendell actually did play in the NFL. I don't think he actually played any snaps, but he was drafted by the Chiefs
0: interesting how so he how old is he he would have been probably a little bit older than us so i'm guessing he probably would have played the early 2000s
1: i think it was around there he went to stanford i think for for college and was a defensive back
0: oh interesting smart but guy I, but I,
1: didn't, I didn't write down one <laughs> <year away. laughs> that's
0: a far cry far cry from grambling right absolutely Interesting uh, trivia, trivia
1: one lance's brother younger brother you only see him for a moment but it's it's jesse Plemons. Which um, you'd probably know him from Breaking Bad He was also in Friday Night Lights The, the movie and I think the TV show
0: Wait who in Breaking Bad is
1: he? Uh, it was later in the series The only thing I keep remembering I can't remember the character's name But like he had a moment with, with Walt like Out in the desert by the train tracks it's Like a r- red fiery hair
0: Wait is it the guy who looked kind of like Matt Damon Who like
1: killed the yes, kid yes. That's
0: him? Get yeah. the fuck out of here! So he was also <laughs> in Black Mirror. He was the the main character in that uh, USS Callister episode from Black Mirror. That's right. That's right. Wow, I got to look at that again. Yeah. So uh, he, he was. I didn't,
1: notice, I didn't notice that at all until I saw. I was watching it last night. I was like, Wait a minute, I recognize that face. It's he was the, the guy who, who was the Matthew. I guess done. that
0: age makes sense. He's probably in his early thirties now, and then he would probably would have been like ten, eleven then. I, I wow, that's uh, that is good trivia. So that. last
1: two ones for last two ones for me on trivia, just goofs or or open questions. Last last game of the season, it's gonna to go to win the it's a championship game, I guess. Do you kick the field goal and go to overtime to try and win it, or do you really do the hook and ladder and the field to try goal and win the game time. from like the twenty five yard line?
0: Yeah, and also like why did all that time run off? There's a lot of interesting questions on that on that last sequence. The
1: t- all the time running off was ridiculous. Yeah. That made no sense yeah. to
0: me either. Yeah, I mean like and, and, and Lance went on to go coach, like that was his signature coaching moment. I agree with you. you, I mean, you yeah, you should kick the field goal, why not?
1: And and then what happened after that? So that was the district championship. Now yeah, you go into why, the why the state Yeah, for the state title.
0: And if you the in the movie, they the uh, that was the last time I ever played football. Well, who was the quarterback right, after so the, that? So the
1: So the team, maybe the team disbanded the they did the have a coach?
0: state of not state of the 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 state wise the goof of the state of wise state goof the
1: state of the state the similar to Belichick stealing Kilmer, do you think Gronk stole Twitter? Models entire personality. You know, if you
0: if you add a foot to him, he's very similar to that. So um, that's a great point. Gronk is Tweeter. Gronk is Tweeter. Gronk okay. is drunk. Gronk might. Uh, uh, I think that's a really good theory. Um, all right, cool. I have a few trivia items myself. Uh, you, you kind of referenced it earlier. Ali Larder's whipped cream bikini was actually shaving cream, which is interesting. Um, you know when James Vanderbeek is filming that. Uh, I just like like is he not aroused by that at all? Like I just uh...
1: I don't know. I, I feel like in that moment there's probably fifty people in the room with you.
0: Yeah. But my
1: bigger thing was always, and I and I noticed it again is is she goes and they, then they kiss for like you know a split second. Right. He gets he gets no shaving cream or whipped cream on him. on his clothes. Interesting. A thousand percent. You're having you're having you're not covered in it. Yeah. But it's, it's 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 on somewhere you. on you.
0: It's on you. And then his reservations are all around him, like because jewels, but they didn't like this is kind of like like a little subplot. But his, if you notice it in, in Ally Larder's house and Darcy's house, first of all, she mentions her, her parents are at the gun club, so they're these NRA probably Trumper lunatics now, and then there's like a gun rack all over their house, so it's like maybe he had some fear that she was gonna he was gonna come home and, and, and shoot him. That was actually the, the reservation, but you not know, touch on that. But all right, some other trivia. Um, so Joe Pickler is the actor's name the younger brother of Mox he disappeared in 2006 at age 18 wow. and left a suicide note but nobody ever found him
1: oh I was going to say that. I mean and I don't, we don't. we don't have to go to it now because of that but like the character was super weird
0: really weird Oh, <laughs> like he opens, opens
1: his Jesus, and yeah, Malcolm like X, and he's like, he's got, the, he's got a rabbinical thing on later.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's the rabbinical. thing Malcolm X, Jesus, the the cult guy from like the from South America from the seventy. It's just, it's just not. Yeah, weird, weird character. But I that, thought that was a thing. Like, a, it's kind of a sad piece of trivia. Then Ron Lester, who's Billy Bob's uh, character, died of kidney failure and liver failure at age forty five after losing losing weight all the way down to like one seventy. So he wow. did actually lose all that weight, but I don't know. Like maybe it was all the years of just terrible eating, and uh, that that, I mean, that That's that's a, sh- a tragic, like dying that young. Joshua Jackson was considered for the role of Mox. Can't tell if that would have been better or worse, but that uh, would have changed his whole career. What was that Pacey from the, yeah. another Dawson's Creek character? Yeah,
1: there's another Dawson's Creek character. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't. As much as as James Vanderbeek doesn't look like an athlete, I yeah. think Joshua Jackson looks like less less of an athlete.
0: Completely agree completely agree so yeah those are the those are the those are the uh those are my my trivia items but uh cool man well this was uh this was a blast man thanks for for coming on again um so we'll have to do another one of these movies what are some some ones that you that on your kind of short list of things to break down
1: so i think for movies that you and i have seen a ton of together Yeah. Uh, yeah falling down has to be on there Totally. Which again, I don't know how many people on listening to this have seen Falling Down, um, the uh, breakdown.
0: Breakdown. Yes. Yes. You're, you're speaking my language, man. I, 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 think I, I know I teased some of these to you, but th- both of those, whether people have seen either of those or not, those are any person who's listening would would watch those and not regret it. They would enjoy. They would enjoy it. So we'll have to. Yeah, th- those are two that jumped out to me. Boiler Room is one I thought of. And if we could get our friend Hedge on here to do Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, it's a different angle, but I think that'd be a really funny one to break down. And <laughs> oh,
1: no, he, he, he would, <laughs> I think he would come on to do that or um, the, the first Wall Street
0: or Boiler Room too, as well or Boiler Room. Yeah, yeah. The first Wall Street. I feel like I haven't watched it enough to really give a good breakdown for, but maybe, maybe that'll have to be Homer. But he he, that's like a favorite movie of all time. But um, yeah. but uh, yeah. Those are some good. Those are some good nominees. But breakdown. I watched that recently. I don't know if I told you if I told you guys on on our on our jackals thread, but I watched that at some point like a couple of years ago, and it really stood the test of time. It was like I like there were moments that I was like belly laughing at times that weren't even supposed to be that funny.
1: It's it's a very I agree. I think even just thinking it through, it's, it, it it definitely ages well.
0: It definitely ages well, and like it ages both from the perspective where it's still entertaining, but like. It wouldn't even be a story now based on the advent of, of the technology that exists now. Like, first of all, not to go down the rabbit hole, would you ever, if you and Alex were on a cross-country road trip, <laughs> would you ever let be like, hey, there's a guy who stopped at an 18-wheeler. Go, go ahead and get in a truck with him. I'll try to fix this car and just wait it out for a while and not leave it, and I'll wait for you to come back. Like, would that ever happen? No so like yeah, and, but, and then, but if it had but if it, this were now it'd be like there'd be cell phones it'd be like I'm gonna talk to you on the phone the whole time that you're driving to the service station the second you go dark I'm gonna call the cop like it's just so that movie's funny and, and then one last thing on that movie the main bad guy the second uh, well the, the second bad guy the guy who like is like the the southwest kind of hit guy do you know he's the same actor from Lost?
1: Oh that's right
0: I didn't even realize that, about that until that I watched right. the movie and I'm like, that is the, the the others guy who kidnaps Walt from Lost. Yeah. So
1: good career for that guy.
0: But anyway, man, well thanks again for coming on. Uh enjoy the weekend. Uh so last last quick topic. Uh so you're all vaccinated now for a while, right?
1: Yeah, for, uh, I think we're on, yeah, two months ago.
0: Are, are you changing the, like, have you, you guys, I I, I give you credit because it seems like you guys are, are actually living the way you should live. So many people are tentative to, like, do
1: things. Yeah, I mean, I think we're still tentative out in public, like, a little bit, but most of our friends are all vaccinated and, and the kids all go to schools to, together already, so yeah. as, long as, as long as everyone's doing what they need to do, we, we do that, but obviously still wearing masks where... You need to wear a mask right um right. and even if i have like you know we had workmen in the house today and they said they were vaccinated but we all kept their masks on anyway
0: yeah i feel like there's going to be a period of that where you want to be just kind of courteous and set an example and even if there's not like yeah and then once the kids get vaccinated once the cases go down i think we'll be in a different place but um yeah jen and i both get vaccine too a week from today so um it should be interesting to see how that all shakes out kind of symptom wise
1: which which uh which one are you getting? Pfizer, Pfizer or Moderna? Pfizer, Pfizer. Okay.
0: What did you what, what did you get?
1: We had Moderna, and like the day at the day after the second shot, I was just exhausted. I didn't feel like it, it didn't like nothing hurt or like no no flu or anything, but I was just exhausted, could barely keep my eyes open. But interesting, it's, it's worth it.
0: Yeah, definitely worth it. Um, yeah, I've heard interesting from Pfizer. Like at first, some people have had similar symptoms to what you described. And then I have a friend, he told me like he was like having like hallucination dreams, and stuff like that. And like chills that were his body was convulsing. I'm like, all right, I'll just see what happens. It's going to be a week from now. But the interesting wrinkle in it is so Jen's company launches next Friday. She's getting a NASDAQ. There's a, a 10 or 15 minute window where, where her company logo is going to be on the NASDAQ. We're all supposed to go into the city, including me. Um, the kids are going to, Elby's going to be at school. Uh, our nanny's going to be with Emmy. I'm actually taking off from work. It's going to be about 24 hours after we each get the shot. So I'm curious how, what kind of effects we're going to have at that point? Because I don't know. Like I, like I've heard the, they start coming on like 12 hours later. Some people say like, it's like a seven hour period. Some people are like, it's a 12 hour period. Some people are like, it's a 36 hour period. If it was a day before I'd feel better, but I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah.
1: That's that's super cool. It's gonna be on the Nasdaq. So it'll be on the big board in in Times Square.
0: Yep, I'll make sure to I'll make sure to post that on my uh, social and kind of share that. But yeah, it's exciting, man. She was like the first, um, the first U.S. Well, the first hire outside of her CEO. um, That's awesome. CEO is the founder. She was like hired and came on as a consultant for like a month. And and they're uh, they're 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 launching. So it's been it's been hard work, but uh, hopefully it pays off with the with kind of in the long run. So we'll see what happens but uh all right man well uh we'll say hi to alex and the kids and looking forward to hopefully getting uh some kind of a jackals gathering you're you're the like the you're like mr social in general these days i mean i feel like you have an active social life with your own kind of friends and community there but you're always the the kind of the one who who spearheads the dinner so we'll have to plan something with the jackals maybe john's pizza
1: yeah, absolutely. Except for I'm not allowed to eat at that place anymore.
0: Like, so what happened? So I missed that outing. People they're complaining about John's
1: somehow. Yeah, we went we went to John's on Bleecker, and everyone's like, eh, "This is okay." That's embarrassing. Yeah, I can't. That's You're embarrassing. Out of here. This is this is the best pizza in the city.
0: That's embarrassing. It's one of, it's one of the top three pizza places in the city, and yeah. so uh, that's. <laughs> and then they all
1: and then they all like the like the Johns and Square. better.
0: Uh, no. Yeah, I remember I, I went to that one that we had. That was actually right before COVID, I think. Wasn't that like, I think yeah, we got that in. all the fall
1: before maybe, or is it around there, yeah.
0: And I think it was, a, it might have been like December or January. I feel like it was like, maybe it was around the holidays, but it was, uh, but I'm glad we got that one in. But we'll have to we'll have to do one, hopefully, uh, you know, summer, fall at some point coming up. Definitely. But all right, man, uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, joining the episode of the pod. It was a pleasure. I'm glad we could finally do it after a year of talking it through. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Chris Hamm Podcast. Please make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please rate and review me. And finally, please follow me on Twitter at Chris n ham your support and feedback are incredibly valuable tell your friends family colleagues spread the word take it easy friends